Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the a new series called My Fellow Americans. Uh, I want to address the climate, really, surrounding the election, our response to it as Christians, uh, because we do have a response as Christians. We have a responsibility as Christians, and uh, I think that just a lot of people feel anxiety around this election. You feel discouraged. You feel disappointed. You feel frustrated. You feel angry. Uh, concerning uh, what we have to choose from and what we have to deal with. And the fact is, no matter what side you're on, uh, you're probably not really happy, that happy about the choice that you have, right? Uh, If we're being honest. My goal is through this series is to remain objective enough, hopefully, that uh, you don't know who I'm voting for from the things that I say from this pulpit because it's really not even about that. It's, it's about seeking the will of God, discerning the voice of God, and doing what God directs us to do. Uh, another objective is that you find, uh, that you understand the necessity to pray, to pray, to pray, to pray, and follow the leading of the Lord. It is critical that the church is praying. It is critical that you are following the will of the Lord during this time. And then lastly, that I want you to find peace. I want you to find the peace of God regardless of what happens. Um, You need the peace of God governing your life. And the fact is, if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Libertarian, if you're an Independent, it doesn't matter. I'm encouraging you all to calm down. Relax. It's going to be okay. Our God was on the throne before time began, and he'll be on the throne after time ends. And everywhere in between, he's still on the throne. And uh, like I said, my focus is not so much on the election itself as much as the spiritual battle that is really raging in the United States. And 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 I just want you to know and understand, because believe me, there is a war going on for our nation. And the outcome has a dramatic effect on the entire world. I believe that. I believe that there is a battle waging for our nation. There is a spiritual warfare taking place over our nation. And how our nation goes has a total impact on the entirety of the world around us. And I believe that as the church, as as a timeline in humanity, as a nation, that we really stand at the crossroads of two realities. One is that America either deals with corruption and an immoral climate that its leaders have created... And it embraces, uh, it, it continues to stay in that path, or it chooses to turn around and go back to the things of God and really put its foundation back where it belongs on the character and the virtue and the Word of God. Uh, I believe that we have a choice to walk deeper in deception or to turn around from that and to walk into a new pathway of life. I'm looking for a new awakening. In the United States, I'm looking for the spiritual climate to shift in favor of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm looking for God to step into the scene and begin to move hearts into a place that they seek Him again and love Him like we should. And I just believe that this election is pivotal in that regard. So prayer is of the utmost importance. 
With that said, we have a God that is in control regardless of what happens and a God who has the interest who has the interest of his people in mind. He is going, he is going to take care of his church regardless of what happens and where the world system tries to take us. You believe that this morning. And so who needs some help today with some election anxiety? I do. And so help me pray this morning. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Lord, for a spirit of joy and love and happiness and freedom, God, that only comes from you. I thank you that your yoke is easy, your burden is light, that you trade us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And, Lord, we can come into this place and we can cast off all of those things and we can find freedom in you. I pray that, God, everyone that is a little uptight about this election and the things going on would just loosen up right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that, God, you're in control that you direct our steps in Jesus' name. Amen. Philippians 4, 5, if you'll turn there with me in your Bibles. If not, it's on the screen for you. But this is the verse for us during this season. It's a verse that I would encourage you to write down, put somewhere where you can read it every day because it is a verse full of great things that certainly are applicable to us in this season that we're in. Philippians 4, verse 5 says, Let your gentleness be known to all men. Not your political stance, not your Facebook status. Let your gentleness, what is he talking about? He's talking about the virtue of God. Let that virtue of God be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. His return is imminent. His return is soon. He is getting ready to come back. In verse 6 it says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything, he says. But in everything... By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And when you do that, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. What a great word. Now look at verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate, think, dwell, set your mind on these things. We got to put our minds on the right stuff. We got to surround ourselves and our thinking and immerse our lives and our thought processes in the things of God, the things that are above and not the things that are below. You get focused on everything that's going around you, you can't help but be discouraged. But if you read the Word of God and you sit and dwell on the things of God, then you can find encouragement. The first thing that I want to talk to you about this morning, I've got three points for you today. The first thing is that we are dealing with a rigged system. Anybody heard that? We are dealing with a rigged system. And I'm not talking about the election. I'm talking about the world system. The world system is a rigged system. And I'm asking everyone in this room to get your eyes off the election, get your eyes off the, climate, the, the, the financial climate, all the things that are going on, all the rumors of wars, all these things that we hear, and get your mind on something larger and higher than that. Get your mind on the things of God. Because I'm telling you this, and we'll talk about it more next week, that if the Christians mobilize... If the Christians do their part, if the Christians, what is their part? Their part is to pray, 
Their part is to seek God. Their part is to repent on behalf of their nation. It doesn't matter if we do those things. It doesn't matter who the next president is. If we turn our hearts to God and we seek God like the church is meant to do, it doesn't matter who stands in the Oval Office because there is power in the presence of God working through the church of God to change the climate that is around us. doesn't matter who's in there. If you put your faith... Listen to me this morning. I've talked to many of you. I've seen your... Your Facebook posts. I I know what's going on. And if you put your faith on any of these candidates to really turn America around, you have your faith invested in the wrong thing. I'm not saying I'm down on them. I'm not saying I don't believe that God can use them. I believe that God's going to use whoever He puts in there. I believe God has that kind of power and that kind of control. But I'm saying that we need to keep our eyes on Him and not on this other stuff. It is a diversion. It is a tactic of the enemy. It is meant to distract and discourage you. God is the only one who can turn things around. And He will work through Christian men and women who have a heart to seek Him. That's what He's going to use. He's going to use Christian men and Christian women who have a heart to seek Him, who have a heart to pray, who have a heart to do His will. That's who God is going to use to change a nation. He's not going to use a single person. He's going to use a people, a remnant of God, a remnant church that will rise up and be used by God to do something great and change the direction, the trajectory that we're currently on. This world is a rigged system. It's a a system that is rigged against you. The entire goal of the world system is to work work against the very thing that can save the world. It is to neutralize, hear me this morning, it is to neutralize and limit the Christian influence in society. The world system is rigged so that it limits and diminishes the influence of the Christians in society. We need to occupy the gates of influence in our society. Amen. We need to be the ones that are speaking about virtue and and character and values that really matter. We need to be the ones that are standing up for the truth of God's Word. And I don't care what any candidate says. If it goes against what this says, it's not good enough for the standard that God has created for us. Amen. Ephesians 6.12 talks about this system that's working against us. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not fighting against any party. We're not fighting against any group of people. Our wrestle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And this is what is really happening here, church. That the powers that control this world are in the tank for your enemy. They are in the tank for your enemy. They are working to bring you into bondage. They are working to bring you under subjection. They are working to demoralize us, to neutralize us, and to keep us from being what God has called us to be. And that is a light, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Everything in this life is designed to drag you down. Romans 12, 2 from the message 
says this. It says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. And here's the, here's the key part of the verse. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. We're designed to live at a higher, a higher level, a higher plane. We're designed to be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, not seated at the world stage with all of this mess that is going around us. It's a rigged system. And the system is rigged against you. It's designed to neutralize you as an individual, not just the church as a corporate body, but the church that resides in each and every one of you as individuals of the body of Christ. It is designed, I can't say that and stress that enough. I want that to soak in. It's designed to neutralize you. It's designed to discourage you. It's designed to defeat you. It's designed to keep you from being involved. It's designed to keep you from having a voice. It's designed to keep you to stay at home. It's designed to discourage you to the point that you just throw your hands up in the air and you say, it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter where I go. It doesn't matter how I react to this stuff. It isn't going to change. That's a lie of the enemy today. God has put the kingdom of God within you. And it's time for the church to release that into the culture around us don't let them drag you down I'm not letting anybody drag me down during this election you need to block some people on Facebook I think that's good I don't want to see everybody's crazy every day when I'm trying to just look and see good things that are happening in people's lives hide that during this time stay off of it for a season that will be real helpful But this system is rigged against you. It is designed to disrupt your purpose. Think about this. That everything we see and everything we do is consumed with this election around us. You can't turn the TV on. Even if you're trying not to watch that junk, you can't turn the TV on without seeing some of it. And so it's designed to to discourage you from doing your purpose. What is your purpose? Our purpose is to bring light and salt into this world. It is to bring people into the kingdom of God. And we can get so bogged down with other things that we neglect our purpose. If there's ever a time when you need to be leading someone to Christ or witnessing or living a life of Christ-likeness in front of them, it is now. It is a system designed to deceive. If you think you're getting the truth from watching the TV, you're not. They're, they're either in the tank for one side or they're in the tank for the other side. But they are not telling us the truth. The fact is we need to get alone with God and to hear from Him. If we want to know the truth, we read the Word of God and we listen to the voice of God. It's designed to deceive. It is a system designed to discourage and suppress Christianity. And its influence in the world. The enemy wants to isolate us and eliminate our voice. And now is the time when we need to be speaking up. It is a system designed to degrade morality. It is designed to take us into deeper immorality. When you have primarily the two candidates that we have with immorality surrounding both of them, 
What does that say about the climate of our country and where we're headed as a nation? Can God use those people? Absolutely. He's going to. I'm telling you, He's going to use one of those two people. But I'm just saying, when we can see visually that the highest office in the land is occupied by immoral people, and I'm not judging them, I'm just telling you the facts. It's not a secret here. It's not, I'm not making a judgment based on things we might know about them. These are the truths. What does that say about it? It's a system designed to degrade morality. It's a shifting baseline of morality. And this becomes acceptable one day, and so we pull down more until this becomes acceptable. And then we pull down more and more until this becomes acceptable. And before long, where we used to live is nowhere where we're living now. It's a rigged system. So how do we deal with the rigged system? It tells us again in Romans 12, 12. We'll read it to you again. It says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. This is a time to use and engage our minds in the process. To fix our attention on God and let Him speak to us. It's a rigged system. But listen, you're not subject to that system. I said, you're not subject to that system. It is a rigged system, but you are designed and made and equipped to rise above it. One of the most effective political strategies is simply don't play their game. Just don't play their game. Whatever game they're bringing, don't play their game. You do your thing and and you refuse to let them bait you in to play in their game. That is an effective uh, political strategy that both sides could benefit from. Political opponents always try to bait one another into playing their particular game. And the enemy is trying to bait you and I into playing his particular game. We're not playing his game this morning. We're not playing that game. We're going to keep our eyes on the bigger picture. Keep your eyes on the king of glory. Don't focus on the chaos. Keep your eyes fixed on the greater calling and the greater purpose of God. Now, another thing I want to say about it being a rigged system is that it's a rigged system, all right, but you don't have to participate in in that at all. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We have to rise above the noise. And now here's some really great news, and this is what I want to say. There's another system in play. There's a greater system in play. It's a kingdom system. And in that kingdom system, it's also a rigged system, but it is rigged in your favor. Somebody. You, you see all the stuff that's going on around us right now, all the plans of the enemy, all of that is to no effect. Because in the end, God's system is greater than the enemy's system. His plan is, is super, supersedes the enemy's plan. His, his plan transcends all the world's plans. And God has put us in a place of this greater system and He has rigged it in the favor of the Christian. And that system already has us put in as victorious. You see, in the grand scheme of things, the outcome of victory has already been established. I said the outcome of victory has already been established. You win, I win, God wins. That's the way this goes. So in the meantime, how do we live in that victory? How do we avoid getting dragged down to this world's level of immaturity? The second thing I want you to hear today is that when they go low, we go high. You like how I'm using all these campaign slogans. When they go low, we go high. When the world goes low, we go high. Low living is not for the Christian. 
Low living is not for the Christian. We go to the high place to get our direction. We seek the Lord for our direction. Colossians 3.1 says this, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. And verse 2 is wonderful. It says, set your mind on things above and not on the things on the earth. Set your mind on things above. Well, pastor, pastor, I just don't know who to vote for. I'm confused. I'm discouraged. I just want to stay home this time. They're going low, but we're going high. You vote... For the one that God tells you to vote for. I challenged our prayer team to say this. You know, if we seek the Lord and He directs you to vote for a candidate you're not predisposed to, are you going to have the willingness to be obedient to Him and do what God asks you to do regardless? Because that's what the church is supposed to be. A responsive entity to the Word of the Lord. We respond to what the what the Lord says. We are directed, our steps are directed by the Lord. Pastor, I can never do that. Well, that's fine. If you don't want to listen and pray and seek the Lord and get direction from Him, then you own the decision that you make. But if you do what the Lord directs you to do, then He's going to work that stuff out. You pray for God's peace. You pray for His direction. And He will give it to you. I promise you He will. So I'm challenging you to forget about the rhetoric. Forget about the accusations. Quit focusing on the character flaws and the person. Both of them are chock full of character flaws. And things that we could hone in on. But here's a little uh, public service message to all of you today. And myself included. So do you. you. You have character flaws. You, you have glaring insecurities and weaknesses. Now, I know that's a shock to some of you sitting in this seat, but that is the facts, Jack. That is the truth. And I'm going to tell you the majority of great people that God chose to use in the Bible couldn't get elected today either. Is it true or not? Moses was a murderer. He led the people of Israel, but you wouldn't vote for him. David was an adulterer. He led the kingdom of Israel, but we wouldn't vote for him. He's an adulterer. Balaam was a political hack who only cared about money. We wouldn't vote for him. God still used them. God holds the heart of the king in his hand and he turns it wherever which way he chooses. So focus on him. Let God direct your steps. Don't use this world... Here's the problem we run into is that we use the world system as our construct of thought. We have to get higher thinking than that. We have to see with spiritual eyes and we have to make decisions based on spiritual insight, not on the things that we see with our physical faculties. Get heavenly minded is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being eternally focused. I'm talking about getting the kingdom of God in your sights and not being distracted. So set your mind on things above. Isaiah 26 and 2 says, Open the gates. That is speaking to you. Open the gates. You open the gates. That the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. I believe there's still a remnant of the righteous nation that keeps truth. 
four of you believe me. There is a righteous nation. There is still a remnant of people who love the Lord. I guess they don't all attend here. I'm hoping that some of them do. But there's, I believe that there's some people in the room that still love God, that still seek God, that still trust God, that still follow God, that still live for God. I believe that this morning. And it says here, open the gates, you people, the remnant nation. Open it up so truth can enter in. Who makes that happen? The church makes that happen this morning. It says in verse 3, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Let God direct your steps. Ignore the propaganda of the enemy. There is propaganda out there. Ignore the propaganda of the enemy. You can't find the truth watching the news. The spirit of deception controls the mechanisms of this world. You want the truth, you have to go to the source of the truth. Then lastly, you'll love this. You have to build a wall. You have got to build a wall. Build a wall of protection around your mind. Build a wall of protection around your attitude. You know, I can see it in my own self, and I've seen it in some of you. Our attitudes have gone like this since the election started. Why? Because it's just so discouraging and so, so disappointing if you get your eyes focused on the wrong things. Build a wall around your spirit. I don't want my spirit affected by the junk in this world. The wall of protection is built out of peace. That comes from God. That's how you build a wall around your life. It is built out of peace and it is propped up with positivity. Watch something positive. Do something positive. Think about positive things. The Bible says in verse 8 of Philippians 4, Set your mind on these things, whatever's trustworthy, whatever's good, whatever's righteous, whatever's holy. Think about these things. Philippians 4, 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 27 of John chapter 14 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace, Jesus talking, My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Build a wall of protection around you. One way to do that is to minimize exposure. You have got to minimize your exposure. I heard the Lord say this to me a a couple of weeks ago. Because every day I'd go home and I'd turn on the news and I'd watch it constantly. In the morning I'd turn on the news and watch it constantly. I would look at the real clear politics average on my phone regularly. I mean four or five times a day to see what the latest polls are talking about. I mean it's obsessive behavior. And we can all get sucked into that stuff especially if you enjoy politics at any degree whatsoever. And so you have to minimize your exposure. Quit scrolling through Facebook constantly. There's nothing but Junk on there. I have never been so irritated with people sharing news sources that are just ridiculous news sources. They're not legitimate news sources at all. 
And some people will share anything Hillary says if it comes from any kind of news source, whatever, or share anything Trump says that comes from any news source whatsoever or any other candidate. And it's just half of it's not, most of it's not even true. Just ridiculous. So don't watch that stuff. Minimize your exposure. Limit what is affecting your thinking, what is affecting your, your mind. It is nothing but noise. Noise meant and designed to interfere with the voice of God. The more I pay attention to what is going on, the more I believe the best thing to do is to not listen to any of it and simply pray about it. I'm going to encourage you the week before the election to turn off the news and spend that week praying. You know, we have enough information. We are not starving of information. We are not lacking information. We have enough information. You're not going to get anything new. What we need is a spirit-led direction. That's what we need. And I think for many of us, for myself included, the news is kind of like an addiction. But what it is doing is robbing us of peace and it is replacing it with anxiety. And so we have to minimize our exposure. I heard the Lord say this morning as I was getting ready for church, I started to do my normal routine. And that is to turn on the TV. And uh, I have about 30 minutes before, after I get ready, before I leave. Turn on the TV, scroll through Facebook. I didn't do either one. I just sat there in silence. Just praying about God's direction for today and, and such. And, and, in, and I don't have heaviness when I come in here this morning. I didn't have to spend the first worship song getting liberated so I could really engage the Lord. Amen? And I think it's good for us in our normal day. The last thing we need is additional heaviness. Pray, pray, pray. That is the key. If we will minimize our exposure and pray, God will guard our heart, mind, attitude, and spirit. Prayer is the key, though. Prayer helps you focus your attention where it belongs on God. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. I want the perfect peace of God. And so I have to keep my mind fixed on him. Prayer also invites peace into the situation. Proverbs 1 says, But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Prayer directs your steps. God will tell you what to do if you ask Him. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God will direct you if you will ask Him. And so build a wall of protection around you. Service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you would like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Till I found myself face down on your shore. You say, come to the river.